Lord, if I have to tell these kids one more time to pick up their clothes. God, why is it that every time I walk into this room, somebody has something on the floor. Nobody wants to pick anything up. Lord, my boss, they just keep calling me about every little thing. Am I the only one that can get this done at this job? Or why is the church always calling me to do the stuff? Yes, I'm grateful, Lord, for the gifts and talent, but is there anyone else who can do this? Oh, give thanks for the annoying stuff. It's not the stuff that necessarily is bad, but it just kind of irritates you. All of us have something that irritates us to a certain degree. And sometimes it could be some of the most petty thing. I know I had to start giving thanks as I was cleaning up my six-year-old's room. I was like, oh God, I'm so sick of cleaning up after folks. But I had to give thanks. Why? Because the Bible tells us to give thanks in all things. Not just the extreme situations from everything being overly positive or even some things that are very, very bad. Some of us, when things are so bad, we press through by giving God thanks because we know that he is a deliverer. We know that he is a redeemer. We know that he was bring us out. But what about the mundane, everyday stuff? Give thanks. Let's talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so excited you are back. And if anyone is new here, I am Jennifer Jefferson. This is Conquering Me Podcast, where we talk about the joys of developing a personal relationship with Jesus. And I hope your day is going well. I hope your week has been well. You know, a lot of our our new podcasts, they drop on Fridays, but you know, you may be catching me on any time of the day, but hopefully everything is going well. Today, we're talking about giving thanks in all things. And this came about as I was just going through my day-to-day stuff. And, you know, in the mornings we're busy. I wake up early, get to the gym. Then after the gym, get the kids off to school and you're doing all these things. And I noticed that my little one, he had his socks on the floor and I needed to fold his clothes. You know, I give him chores. I do believe in giving children chores even when they're young. He's six, but he can still pick up and put his shoes back and all that type of stuff. Because my, look, my thought process is, I know you clean it up after yourself at school so you can clean up after yourself at home, police. So this is to all the parents out there who do everything for your children. If your children are going to daycare or school, I promise you, they are making those kids work. Why? Because I have worked in daycares and I have seen little ones. What's the song? Clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere. (laughs) I don't know if they still sing that song, but literally they make these kids work. So just a little caveat for parents out there who have small children. It's good to give them some good responsibilities as they're in this age. So, you know, there's certain things that he still is learning. So I had to pick up his clothes um, and it was just little things like socks. And the main thing was I had to fold his clothes. And I thought to myself, Lord, I really don't feel like doing this right now. But I had like this little window. If I did not do it now, I would have forgotten and those clothes would have been sitting in his um, hamper and then I would 
search through it and I just don't like doing it. I like to get things done and out of, out of the way, especially chores. And as I was doing it, I was folding his clothes and I just began to give thanks. The spirit of gratitude just like fell on me. It was like the Holy Spirit just said, no, you're going to be grateful. I had no, no chance to even complain. I didn't have a moment to get frustrated. God said, nope, you're going to be grateful. So as I was folding my son's clothing, I just began to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for the ability to fold clothes. God, I thank you for allowing me to even have clothes to fold for my children. The fact that my husband and I, we paid for this ourselves. We can put this in their drawers. They're in a safe home. My babies are healthy. I'm healthy. These are the little things. God, I know that it could be so differently, but God, I give you thanks in this. And I just begin to give God thanks. And that one moment of thanks turned into a day of just being thankful. I saw a piece of paper on the floor. Lord, I thank you for the ability to to bend down and get this piece of paper. Let me throw this away. God, I thank you for the desire to even have a clean home, that I want my space to be peaceful. Thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you, Lord, for my space being clean, for my home being safe. So we go through all of these things and you're like, well, Jen, is that too much or is that being over the top? No, it's not. It's not too much. It's not being over the top because this is why. First Thessalonians and five says this. This is verse 16 through 18. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Wait a minute. So those of us who are in Christ Jesus, it is the will of the Lord for us to be thankful in all circumstances. You know, I mentioned earlier that it's not just the extremes. I know, and I'm one of these people when things are, when things have been bad or when I've just really gone through some major things, I give thanks because it's really kind of like my motivation. And I'm seeking, it's like my way of seeking God as my redeemer. Like, God, I know in this moment you will do what your word says. So I thank you for being my healer. My body is aching. So God, I thank you for being my healer. Or you may be sad. God, I thank you for being my joy and my refuge. I know. So a lot of times we are speaking things over our lives because we want to get out of the situation right? We don't want to be in there no longer. Then there's the opposite side of it where things are flourishing and they're going well. And maybe it's an answer prayer. You got the job that you wanted, or you have the car or whatever the case is. And you're just overjoyed. And you're like, God, I thank you for opening the doors. God, I thank you for making the way. God, I thank you for providing this opportunity. All these things. God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But what about the in-between stuff? What about the argument with your spouse or your loved one or your parents? What about the moments when you're disappointed by someone? Can we find thanks in that? Well, this scripture I just read said, be thankful in all circumstances. All circumstances. 
not select, not just bad, not just good. All circumstances. What's interesting is we know how to find God when everything is, some of us know how to turn to God when things are just really bad. And some of us know how to recognize him when things are very well. But the everyday stuff that is a part of living this life, as you go to work and you sit in traffic and you find yourself frustrated, or even before you get frustrated, are we giving God thanks? God, I thank you for the ability to drive. I thank you for even this traffic. I know some of you are like, girl, I don't want to give God thanks for traffic. I can't stand being in traffic. But what can you give God thanks for? Because what's interesting is this. Psychologists have said this. When you are grateful, gratitude helps people feel more positive in their emotions, relish in good experiences, improve their health, deal with uh, adversities, and and build strong relationships. And people can feel feel and express gratitude in multiple ways. But I want to say this again. So this is what happens when we're thankful, when we have a spirit of gratitude. Gratitude helps people feel more positive in their emotions, relish in good experiences, improve their health, deal with uh, adversity, and build strong relationships. Sometimes I think that we can put, I guess we could say it like this. I look at life as like this big old bucket with small other buckets in it. (laughs) I hope this makes sense with my analogy and where I'm going. Okay. And so sometimes we are putting seeds or pebbles. That's the right word I want to say. Pebbles in certain buckets, Pebbles in our frustration tank. So as I go to work, let's say you're someone who has to commute to work because especially after the pandemic, a lot of people don't have to commute to work like they used to. But a lot of places have returned. And I know a lot of buildings and jobs are trying to go back to getting people back into the building. So now you have to go back into the building. Now you have to travel again. So every time you travel on the way to work, that pays your bills, even if it barely pays your bills even if it does not provide the lifestyle that you desire, but yet is some form of a, of a resource, right? It's some form of an income. So let's use an example to where you're on your way to work, you're dealing with uh, traffic and you're commuting and you're tired of it, people are driving crazy, all these things, or maybe the weather is bad. Every time that you complain or you don't give God thanks, what pebble are you dropping into there? Are we dropping this bucket that ends up overflowing into other situations? Because have you ever met someone to where they weren't really irritated by the situation in front of them or the person in front of them, but it was by somebody else? I will never forget when I had someone in college, I was trying to build a friendship with her and I thought we were cool. I've never met her. You know, this was like, so we we're trying to build a friendship and it was like a couple months in. And then she just straight up told me, you know, it's hard for me to really like, be your friend because you remind me of someone else. And she kept holding me to a standard of this other person who I never met. But because she kept holding on to that and she kept putting in her head that anything that I did was, oh, she's just like that person. It really ruined 
what we could have developed. Now, at the end of the day, you know, I always believe God's will is God's will. You know, I don't stress about that stuff. So it was like she was bothered with me by something I didn't even do. Sometimes we are putting pebbles and we're putting stones in all these places that lead to this stuff overflowing into anything that could be beautiful. So when we're talking about improving our health, sometimes it's not just eating right and working out, but it's you being thankful. Us being thankful. Child, I know I had to get that in my head quick when it came to my health journey. My husband calls it the betterment journey. Going to the gym every day. Sometimes I don't feel like going to that doggone gym. I just want to be done. But I say, God, I thank you. The fact that we have the resources to pay for the gym. The fact that we have a car to go. Sometimes my attitude, you know, has to catch up with my words. I'm going to be honest with you. And God, I thank you that I have the desire to even take care of my body. God, I thank you that I have the desire to become better within my health. Scientists have talked about so much how even stress and pain and negative and depression and all these things, not only what it does to us mentally, but what it does to us physically. God is telling us to be thankful in all circumstances because he knows how when we don't allow something to have the spirit of thankfulness to it or connected to it, the opposite of that could be complacency or it could be being ungrateful. And so now ungratefulness, it attracts everything else. It, it, it attracts bitterness. It attracts anger. It, it attracts frustration. All of these come. And God is saying, you're in Christ. You're in me. Why aren't you thankful? You have all that you need. And if you don't feel like you have all that you need, become thankful. What's coming to me is when the scripture tells us to be good stewards and stewards over little, right? So before we get to the much more and before we get to the have the abundance or the dream, are we even thankful for where we are today? Just today. You may not be in that apartment that you want to be or the house that you want to be in. But how have you made this a home of gratitude? finding little decorations that make you smile and say, thank you, Jesus, because I know this isn't temporary, but in this moment, I want your spirit of love, peace, and thankfulness to abide here. Those who are married, God, we may not be where we desire, or maybe we're a little bit too comfortable. So God, I thank you for even opening my eyes to the fact that there is more in you. God, I thank you for how you have graced us to just learn each other so that we can continue. Yes, we had an argument. Yes, we didn't get along on this. Yes, this happened, all this stuff. But God, I thank you for us recognizing that this is not the will of the Lord. This is not the will of the Lord. What's interesting is, is how psychologists said it helps us to relish in good experiences So even if the experiences are not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The exact, or they're not a direct correlation. 
But if I'm always having a mindset of either complaining or being frustrated or fussing about stuff or nitpicking about this or being petty about this, all these other type of things, truthfully, when something good does come along, we self-sabotage because we say it's not good enough because we haven't even been thankful in the small things. So God is telling us to be thankful in everything. And how do we make sure that we're thankful in everything? I love this in in situations. And I'm specifically talking about like the everyday stuff that we may overlook. The everyday stuff that is just mundane, but you just have to do it. But it just slightly gets under your skin. How we transition is to think, is to really meditate and think about what Philippians 4 and 8 says. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable, what is right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Think about these things. What is true? Even if you may not fully understand what is true according to scripture, what is true uh, true according to your relationship with God? He's loving, okay. He cares for you. What is true even in this situation? Just like, okay, let's go back to the example that I gave regarding my son and his socks. What is true is my husband and I, we were able to buy those because I remember at one point in, in the beginning of our marriage, Child, we were so broke. I know things are not where we want to be today, but golly, it's like we've had too many ups and downs. Where your girl was the thrift thrift store queen and I knew how to find a good deal and I had no problem with it because I always like a good deal. But at some point I was just like, Lord, I didn't know if we were going to even make it on some things. So the fact that I'm able to put gas in my car, I'm like, God, I thank you. Because I remember when our car (laughs) was rigged. I remember when our car, we had one car and that thing was Jimmy rigged. Okay. And I, when I say I prayed every time I got in that car, we were living in Atlanta on highway 85. I said, Lord, Lord, the traffic is for real here. You are our provider and you going to make a way. We going to make this thing happen. So even now, when I put my gas in my car, I said, God, I thank you. God, I thank you for this because I remember a time when we didn't know how we were even going to be able to put gas in the car or even be able to drive because the car was not reliable. Now we have two reliable cars and now we're preparing for two new cars because our reliable cars are old and paid off. We're like, Lord, how, who can we give this to? Who can we bless this person with, with my car? And who can we give my, uh, we'll give, give our son, his, uh, our father, his father's car. So it's like, we're looking at this. You see how things have changed. Sometimes we have to testify to ourselves of the goodness of what God has done, even in the mundane stuff. To remain grateful. People wonder why folks get caught up in these cycles of feeling down and and, and sad and they just keep getting in these vicious cycle because there is a lack of gratitude. And I don't necessarily, I'm not judging them, but it's just, I'm just speaking truth. There is a lack of gratitude. There's a lack of praise. 
Because the Bible tells us for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. That we have to be mindful. We have to say, no, Lord, I am going to praise you in all circumstances. All circumstances. What? And that specific scripture is Isaiah 61 and 3. And it says it's to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for their ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Have you ever thought to yourself, and this is something I had to really do recently, had a disagreement with my husband and I sat in the emotion that was coming out and I had to give God praise for that. Did it mean that I automatically felt better? No, but I was opening my heart and my mind to receive whatever God gave me. I was telling myself spiritually, you weren't going to stay in a pity party. It was like the Holy Ghost was guiding me and saying, okay, in this, you're going to see me. Yes, you're not happy about the argument. Yes, you're not happy about how you're feeling. But I said, God, I thank you for the emotions that you have given me that allows me to connect with you. You have cried and the scriptures will say that Jesus has wept. Scripture talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. So God, I'm made in your image, but you allow this argument to happen. So that something needed to come up that we needed to deal with. Number one, we need to give it over to you. And number two, God, give us your wisdom on how we can work through this. How do we become better people? Because if I just chucked it up as another argument or another disagreement to where it's just, okay, this is the same conversation that we're having again. And if I don't bring God into it, meaning if I don't start off with thanks, then I'm repeating the cycles. Having a spirit of gratitude and being thankful in all things breaks cycles. It breaks cycles. And I'm not speaking this so that we just can ignore the things in our life or ignore things that might be irritating us or bothering us. I'm not speaking that. What I'm asking us to do is to shift our mindsets to think on these things. We have to meditate on the things that are good what is pure, what is lovely, whatever the things have good reports. And the King James Version says this, of, that, of Philippians 4 and 8. I want to read that translation. That translation, this is New King James Version, says, Finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good, are of a good report. If there's any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Meditate. Imagine if you're in a situation, once again, we're talking specifically about mundane, everyday life stuff. We all will be disappointed by someone. We all will. I don't care who the person is. It can be a close relative, a spouse. 
a child, a friend, a uh, uh, a spiritual leader, a pastor, a boss, whatever it is, an employee, we all will be disappointed by someone. But in that moment, how do we say thank you? What can we meditate on in that moment? Maybe it's the meditation is, God, I thank you for revealing the capacity of that person, their limitations. God, I thank you for showing me how I've actually placed too much on them. Maybe I need to set my reality, set my stuff, check that. Maybe I need to kind of put this into check. I'm putting too much on them and not enough on you. One of the sisters at our Bible study, she testified about how the Lord revealed to her how she was creating an altar for her husband. Meaning she desired his touch. And most people say, well, that's good that you want to, you want your husband to, uh, you know, be more intimate, meaning physical touch. And she wasn't talking about just sex, but she was talking about, you know, just more physical touch, maybe touching, holding hands, whatever it is. Sometimes it's just a nice pat on the back, whatever. But she said the Holy Ghost began to show how she was creating that to be an altar. She was creating that to be a little mini God. Some things that we think is okay, God is like, it's not okay. But she gave God thanks. She was like, oh my goodness, God, thank you for showing me that. Because when the Lord began to show her that and she repented and she aligned herself to what God wanted, then her husband and her, her and her husband became closer together. Isn't that something? She wasn't forcing it. She allowed God to do what he needed to do. And so it's just so amazing that when we can step back and say, God, in this, I give you thanks. I will pray without ceasing. I will give you thanks in all circumstances. Because the Holy Ghost wants to reveal something to you. He wants to reveal something to me. But are we just really kind of boxing him out because we're used to our day-to-day flow, even in the mundane? Jesus was talking to people in the most random, think about it. When he called the disciples, they were doing their job. You know, they were out there fishing and he had a conversation with them. I'm like, are we open enough to hear God as we are going about our day-to-day job, life, obligation, duty, whatever you want to call it, right? Have we opened ourselves to hear from God and open our spirits to be called closer to him? But that is a responsibility and that is our choice and our decision. It is our choice to say, God, I want to be more thankful. So God, teach me how to be thankful. We're opening our spirits to that. So it's just like when I began to clean my son's, um, pick up his room, picking up his little socks and folding his clothes. It was like the Holy Spirit would not even allow me to complain because I prayed that over and over. Lord, teach me how to be thankful in all things. So because I've opened that spirit, my spirit to him and then I have invited him in. Remember when it says in Revelation that Jesus stands at the door and he knocketh, waiting, waiting. Jesus is knocking, right? And so for me, I take that scripture of, yes, Jesus is knocking to be your savior, but also he's knocking to be your Lord, your friend, your healer, your deliverer, 
your guide, your God, your king, your peace, your joy, all of these things, all these titles that the Holy Spirit has, that God has, that Jesus has. They're like, oh, we, we want to come through. Jesus is knocking. He wants all of us to come in. Jesus is knocking. Because real, real talk, there's a certain point where as you walk in God, it's not that you go through the quote unquote sins, but you're going through the trials because now he's molding you. And he's so beautiful to where he does give us a, a, a season of peace. We don't know how long those seasons last. <laughs> but can I just still seek him when things are very chill, when things are quote unquote normal? Will I invite him in? So I just challenge us today to seek God in our thanks. Giving him thanks in the most petty mundane. And when I'm saying petty, I mean, I'm saying it more so in a way of minute, right? It's small. It's minute. As you clean the uh, your kitchen, I think therapists are now calling it uh, being mindful, mindfulness to where they're taking time to really pay attention to what you're doing. And then you're saying, oh, wow, look at the water. <laughs> look at the water that's coming out of the faucet. I don't know why I'm slowing down my words when I say that. I feel like it makes you want to say, oh, look at the water that's coming out of the faucets. But as we are being aware of everything, where is the gratitude? Because being thankful, it does shift us and it changes our brains according to science. It changes our atmosphere. We know, we know, we know that when you have a body of believers together who are believing and receiving and they have a spirit of thanks and they are reverence and there's reverence in the room, my God, what could happen? So imagine what you can bring into your own home, into your own house by just being thankful to God for every little thing under the sun. I hope you have learned something today. I hope you've gained something today. And I really do pray that we all become, um, I don't know what the right word is, but I guess you could say his children is, I was trying to think of another word, but basically we become his children. That's just grateful in all things, in all things. Those of us who have children or even those who have nieces and nephews on, uh, you know, you're thankful when they're thankful. You give them the smallest thing. You're like, oh my gosh, you're such a sweet little child. They're like, thank you for this. It makes you want to give more. It makes you want to. And I wonder, Lord, as we become more thankful, is that like the door opening to us that now you can receive more? Because you're stewarding what you have. You're being thankful for what you have. It's not just managing correctly, but what is your heart posture towards what God has blessed you with? And it's really is this one is I know I know a lot of the podcasts and the conversations that we have is really about a lot of introspective work. But this one, I really do want us to really look at ourselves like, where am I complaining too much? Where am I just really fussing about the smallest things? Oh, got to cook dinner again. Like, thank God for food. There's a lot of there's a lot of hungry, hungry people in this world. 
I know within America, we have millions of people that are starving. Millions. There are millions of people who are without homes. There are countless of children in foster care. So it's like you see all of these things and it's not to compare our lives to the bad situations, right? Because we want to pray for those. We want to even try to figure out like, God, where's my, what is my role in those situations? But being thankful, the more I'm thankful, God, what am I opening myself to? To a closer relationship with my father, to my king, to the one who will give me all that I need and more. Lord, we thank you for this time together. God, I pray that we all have received something about thankfulness, being thankful even in the smallest, smallest, smallest things, in the mundane, minute stuff that we overlook, but finding it, just finding a spirit of thankfulness. Lord, I thank you for teaching us all how to be that and do that. Lord, we love you and we praise you for all that you are and all that you're going to do. We bless you and we honor you in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And those of you who are like, God, I want to be thankful for you being my savior, but you are not saved. I ask that you repeat after me, Lord, I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose for my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. And if that is you, say thank you, Jesus. Let's start the spirit of gratitude now and may it rest upon you. Please, please, please find a church home. Like I always say, be patient. Sometimes it takes some time to find a church home, okay? So be patient, but it's it's so important to be amongst believers, those who will help you throughout your walk. As believers, we are not a one-man show, but we are his body and Christ is the head. That's what the word of God says. We are many members of one body and Christ is the head. I love you all and I will speak to you next week. Thank you.